0: What is an ecosystem? This is Thursday, January 26th, and this week we've been looking at the ecosystem of God's grace as manifest in a community, in a congregation, in the church. An ecosystem is a system or network of interconnecting and interacting parts, parts that require the others for the system to function. For example, the gray wolf was reintroduced to Yellowstone National Park Ecosystem in 1995. It had been many decades since a gray wolf had been in the park. Little did environmentalists know what the results would be. The rivers even flow differently as a result. The trees grow differently as well. But we'll get to that shortly. Suffice it to say that sometimes small changes in ecosystems produce stunning alterations. Now, we mention this because human ecosystems work the same way. Small changes can produce immense change, unintended consequences, you might say, as we looked at on Sunday in worship. For example, the introduction of smartphones brought many helpful changes allowing communication via text and phone, and also access to the internet from almost anywhere. Yet at the same time, there has been an immense downside. Some apps have deeply affected us and our, also our young people. Our attention span and our ability to be present with each other has changed, and there's been an immense, again, an immense downside from this. So here's our teaching and our text for today. Titus chapter 2, verse 6 to 8. Similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled. In everything, set an example by, what, by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned, so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. Now today we look at young men in that ecosystem of grace— And notice that they are to be encouraged. In the ancient world, the young men were the up-and-coming patriarchs of the family, many if not most apprenticed to their father or an older man in the community. The work positions were almost entirely physical, a place where the strength of young men was valued and important. They did what few others could do, and things that were essential to life in their community. Much of this was also true during early America. But as cities grew and manufacturing has moved overseas, the need for young men has shifted dramatically. The result to our ecosystem of life has been powerful. Today, men are in crisis. On Sunday, I mentioned this important book published last year by a man named Richard Reeves. It is entitled, Of Boys and Men, And I think as one of the most important books of this past year, we learned that two-thirds of high schoolers in the top 10% of the class are girls. At the top 10 law schools, every law review editor is also a woman. Soon, 95% of graduating lawyers will be women, and over half of graduating doctors are women. And the number of men in this field is in decline. Right now, there are over 10 million young men, aged 25 to 34, that are not in the workplace at all. Women's participation in colleges grew by 45%, while men stayed the same and in some place decreased. Now we're not besmirching the gains of women. We want to encourage our young women, but we're asking, what has happened to men? Men are floundering. Why? Well, they don't see how they matter that they're needed. They don't see that they have a mission in life. Our young men need spiritual mentoring. It's most basically called discipleship. They need to see that they are important to the life of our community, that our community can't do without them. And that's the solution for the older men and women to cheer them on, to come alongside them in affirmation, to find ways to engage them in the life of the community where they can see that they are needed and they matter. It involves them learning a spiritual leadership that is crucial to our young women and young families. Where can they learn this? Again, they're going to learn it from the generation or generations before them. Those who are older and willing to invest in them, to recognize their gifts and encourage them to grow and lead and learn. Let me tell you what happened to Yellowstone Park. When the wolves were reintroduced, first having a predator in the park meant that the elk population had to stay on the move. As a result, areas of the park that had been overgrazed by them began to produce new growth. The young aspen began to flourish, and as a result, there was more food for beavers. Now there are more beaver dams, (laughs) by far, than before, and even the flow of the rivers has been affected. With growth along the rivers, there's more shady spots for fish to take refuge. You see, adding just one species back into the ecosystem created a cascading effect through the environment. The scientists have not even determined the extent of these positive outcomes for the park. I think our human ecosystem is also affected by very small changes in Likely, we don't see the extent of the addition of new technology for many years to come. We won't see the effect of, on so many young men staying on the sidelines rather than engaging. And yet, they're so critical to the future of the body of Christ. We want God to raise them up to be a solid servants in the body, and great husbands and fathers for families yet to come. So, let's find a way to encourage our young men. Would you pray with me? Loving Father, we know that you gave us life and it's meant to flourish. We're meant to thrive. Help us to learn your ways so that we might live as you designed us to live since the beginning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. (music)